I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Not only is this the very first actual Christmas Day episode of The Real Brian Show, but it's also the first TRBS episode, The Week of Christmas. Yes, hope you're enjoying your Christmas Day and, of course, weekend coming up. Today, we're going to be sharing some of our favorite Christmas foods and fun and movies we watched. And speaking of that, what if you had the opportunity to see life around you if you'd never been born? You know, like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life. I'll share those New Year's songs that I promised. We have another one of Captain's Origins Christmas edition. A lot of people down south don't believe in Santa Claus. What? Well, who do they think puts all their toys under the tree? Well, there's a rumor floating around that uh, that the parents do. That's, that's ridiculous. Well, what about Santa's cookies? I suppose parents eat them too? Rocket! Yeah, that's right. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. Thank you for joining us once again. Merry Christmas, I'm the Real Brian. Hey, Captain. Hey, dude. That sounds like an Evanescence Christmas song. Is it? No, it's not. Okay. No, but it, just it sounds is, like Evanescence. It's a great <laughs> band, but I mean, yeah, isn't this a great version? Yes. <clears throat> so what was really cool is we got to perform that version of that song once, and it was oh so awesome. Good times great music nice it's uh that's where i'm gonna stop it because then he starts to sing and you know we can't have him singing over all of us because well that's not fair we sound better yeah i, I mean yeah yes that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what? let's go with it what better way to celebrate christmas day than with first time guest to the real brian show sith master jay hi how are you i'm super thanks for asking all things considered i couldn't be better i'm a fan Nothing bugs me. Everything is super when you're. Don't you think I look cute in this? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's uh... <laughs> great. Oh man, welcome, super. Welcome to the Real Brian Show. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you for letting me get on here and yeah. speak my mind. <laughs> uh oh, that scares me. You know, I'm and, really, really excited you're here though because we've been trying to get you on the show now for I think 16 years. A millennia. Yeah. 16? Wait. 16 years, yeah, since I've been trying to get him here on this show. Wow. Show's so been going like, for four and a half years. It's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say there's like a 12-year uh, mystery mystery yeah. group of shows there. Yeah, we, yeah. We, none of us have ever heard before. That's awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So uh, Sith Master Jay and I have this thing we've we've had for, my gosh, it's been a long time since we've known each other. But for whatever reason, I would say either one of us would say, ha! like that's how we'd greet each other and then the other would say how are you and that comes from um world of warcraft the the how are mm-hmm. you thing because it's that guy it, it's oh. one of the humans where you walk up and, and he goes how are you yeah how are you <laughs> but we went how are you it's it's you know it's morphed but the yeah, we yeah, emphasize super cool story bro thanks for asking yeah. yeah we've known each other for i don't know 15 16 years something like that yep that Somewhere sounds about right it's okay. Let's, let's tell the story here. All right. Sit back, grab a blanket, you know, grab some coffee. 16 years ago on a cold winter's. No, I'm kidding. It really though. We, we started gaming. We hung out. We knew each other through church. We worked mm-hmm. together for a while. We did, you know, mm-hmm. the, the actual land parties back in the day, you know, 
yeah. built computers yeah. together. Good yep. times, man. Yeah, those were fun times. And we had, you know, there were times where we had 20 people in my basement all hooked up and, you know, <laughs> playing Ghost Re- Roast Geek on. Yeah, Ghost Roast Geek on. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 oh my gosh, we had so much fun doing that. And, oh, yeah. It was a fun time. Lots of snacks, lots of energy drinks and sodas. And uh, it was a good time. Yeah. I've been there, dude. Kane's I've Chicken. Been there. Oh, yeah. Kane's Chicken. Yeah. All kinds of good stuff. You know, the other game we used to play was the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, where I would play Darth Maul and just spawn rape the enemies down that hallway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember that? Where's oh, Brian? Oh, he's that? standing by the door, just throwing a cyber. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, I want some kills too, you know. Brian's got 368 kills, you know. <laughs> yeah, he gets all the experience and everybody's sitting back. Well, this stinks, man. I'm just a lame stormtrooper not yeah. shooting anything. Never playing this map again. <laughs> Dang it. Good times. So the other fun connection here, and if you think back about three years, a little over three years ago, do you remember the Night Fox? Do we? Captain, you remember the Night Fox, right? I, I miss the Night Fox, Brian. Yes. Yeah, yes, I he was, do. He, he's a cool guy and he hasn't been on for over three years. And some of you have come to the show recently and probably have no clue who we're talking about, but he was co-hosting back in 2017 for most of the year. Tell us how uh, you guys are related. So Cameron is my stepson, my son, really. But, you know, I came into his life when he was probably about to, I would say, eight years old. And it's just been history ever since he's a good kid and and now he's a great dad and husband and and is doing really well on on his own he's a lot of fun to be around so you've told him that the trbs community really misses him correct have you told him that i have but he's (laughs) between yeah between both being a dad and actually he's got a toddler and then also you know the contract work that he's doing he doesn't have a whole lot of time these days so yeah he misses it too. So hopefully I can coax him into coming back on sometime. Well, even if he comes on just as a guest, like you're doing, you know, for an episode here, sure. kind of like miss ice does, you know, she comes on every, mm-hmm. you know, 16 weeks. No, I'm kidding. Actually, she comes on more. Often <laughs> now, so. he, he can't have his old job back. We're not yeah. going there. Well, no, 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 no. Cause no. captain's taking over that job. So yeah. <laughs> I got his corner office now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and in the, in the new cavernous studios That's or, right. <laughs> Well, he's he's in a, another part of the studio so that we can keep our social in distancing. another state. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how big the studio is. It's that's a, exactly it, how big. quite a few states long. You need a transporter to get there. Well, you know, <laughs> when you have to have a face to face meeting, you have to transport to each other. Exactly. Right? How yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. With our personal Sweet. transporters, you know, that they invented in Star Trek Discovery. We oh, got yeah, those yeah. now. So, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I, I got to share that I've been drinking Panamanian coffee. I love Panamanian coffee. If I can ever get my hands on green coffee from Panama, it's typically some of the best coffee with some of the most complex flavors that I've ever had. And it's really hard to get. You know, sometimes you'll get some and then it'll just disappear for years. And recently they got a new crop from apparently they had a good growing season this year. So they got some Panamanian. I got it in. I only got two pounds because I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this or not. Roasted it up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is some of the best this this ranks up there in the top two or three best coffees I've ever had. And I'm Damn, like, wow. I got to get more. So I, I was able to get more. That's that's heavy. You know, it's, it's I, I just I just really enjoy hearing you say Panamanian because that <laughs> reminds me of the character Pan Am in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I think oh, of Van Halen and Panama as one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Panama. Except I can't <laughs> sing like David Lee Roth. I don't like the <laughs> microphone either like he does, but that's okay. Yeah. What are you drinking, Sith Master? 
Well, I've been dealing with an excessive rat problem, so I'm ah, drinking nothing but water. No, no. Dang it. I've been dealing with some stomach problems. I do like to bring my balls <laughs> out this nothing, time of year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> drinking nothing but water lately, oh. but I do enjoy a good cup of coffee in the morning. And then there's nothing like a fresh ground, yeah. fresh brewed cup of coffee. But so you know, true, man. that's all I can do right now. Good. I got a question for you, though, Brian. Yeah, you keep talking about roasting Panamanians. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> concerned you're actually roasting them. <laughs> yeah, you know it's really bad when I say I roasted a Mexican today. I've said that before, and people are like, "What?" And I said, "Coffee, a Mexican coffee," and they're like, "Oh, they were really concerned." You know? Yeah, I should be- clarify that, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> when I say I've roasted a Sumatran, that that's oh, you, you roasted a coffee, but yeah, when you start saying you roasted oh, a Mexican yeah. or a Panamanian, people start to get concerned. <laughs> Yeah, it was like it was a comedy roast, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, I actually have a something I'm drinking today that that is a little different. Oh. Uh, I just didn't put in the notes. Um, I'm drinking an iced chai tea. Ooh. And I don't mean with with milk or anything in it either. It's like a great. It's a clear. It's just iced chai. It's like brewed chai tea, Mm. iced. It tastes like chai without the cream and the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. See, oh. I usually drink chai teas without any milk or anything. Oh, well, then I there just you drink go. So straight. you're, you're yeah. familiar with that. Oh, I just yeah. never have before. So I mean, you know, drinking it with milk is good. I just, oh yeah, I like it better. straight. So kind of like I like my coffee black. You know, like my. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was saying. So you had an excessive <laughs> rat problem. You didn't leave <laughs> cookies and milk out then for for Santa this year because of that. What, what are you doing? No, you're, it's, using... la- it's lactose free milk when we. Oh, put it good. Off okay, so Scott Calvin doesn't have any problems with that. Nope, not gotcha. at all. Mm, yeah. Hey, speaking of fun Christmas movies, of course I watched the Santa Claus. I know that's one of Miss Isis' favorites, and and I love that movie. Had to get through Home Alone and Elf and Christmas Vacation, and you know the claymation Rudolph and Polar Express and Nativity Story. I mean, these are also classic. Sith Master, you you've been watching some though, right? My wife and I really like to sit down and watch White Christmas together. It yeah, seems to be our our yearly thing, and and with our son coming home too, we we would like to watch it with him. But then also, you know. If you ever want a really good laugh, watch Mr. Bean's Christmas um, oh. it's on, from his original series, and it's just hilarious. I've it never seen on, it. <laughs> oh, you got to look it up. It's okay. on Amazon Prime Video, and it, every year, just it's hilarious. It's, nice. It's so dumb. It's like Dumb and Dumber meets a five-year-old kid. So um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. It steals oh. his dead bird. Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you watched it, Harry? Oh, no. I took care of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Sugaring up with some cookies and other things. Where watching? Yeah, so my wife is uh, an incredible baker, and and if you saw if you saw my stomach, you would probably agree that she's really put the pounds (laughs) on me. But I don't have the the, no, not my wife. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't have the thirty six pack that Tony has. But (laughs) oh, guys, come on, it's ten. It's ten. No, I keep hearing a new pack gets added to (laughs) every week. I know it's like a fish. It's like a fish tail. Brian keeps adding on to it, folks. I have a ten pack. I have a ten pack. Just ten somewhere (laughs) under that, (laughs) under that nice protective layer. Ooh, yeah, it's just 10. You'll see it. It's in the calendar. You'll see it. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So I carry a keg around, so I, I don't carry <laughs> even <laughs> close to a two-pack. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying that to do bad. a crunch. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think my chin can touch. My, nope, I can't touch my chest. Yeah. But you're right. Oh, uh, Number one is a really good cook and baker. I've had her. Uh, I've sampled her cuisines, and it's amazing. Wait. You just called her number one. We explain that. 
Okay, so back when, you know, Sith Master and I used to play games all the time, she would come in and say, you know, are you on with your other lover or something like that? Was it something like that? It was. And I'd be like, no, come on, you know, and, and she'd be like, I'm number one, you're number two. And I was like, okay. And then I'd be like, number one, you know, Jean-Luc yep, Picard style. So Star now, yeah, I call her number one and she'll, it was funny, once in a while she'll pop on a microphone when we're gaming and she'll be like, hello, number two, how are you? And I'd be like, hello, number one. So it's a good little tradition now. Yeah. There's your, now we're all caught up. Yeah. There you go. So getting back to the baking, <laughs> <laughs> this time of the year, she, she likes to make sugar, homemade sugar cookies and she just mm-hmm. made a batch and oh my gosh, they're so good. They're so good that mm-hmm. even nice. we send them to the kids and you know, my other stepson lives in Chicago. We'll send them to him. And so between that and send you know, all the fruits, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> and you know, yeah. between that and, and all of the different foods that we have, you know, she likes to make a prime rib roast and, oh, nice. and we go out to my mother in law's for Christmas Eve and, and we all, everybody brings a soup. Every family brings a soup. So we'll have mm-hmm. like a dozen soups set up mm-hmm. and everybody gets to try the different soups and chilies and then Christmas Day, we sit down and we have a huge crab boil and it's just laid out on the table and everybody just pigs out on a crab boil. So good food, good times. Yeah. Mm, Good stuff. We like doing that Christmas Eve larger dinner instead of the Christmas Day larger dinner. We changed that tradition many years ago. It used to be Christmas Day and then everyone was like, we just kind of want to relax on Christmas Day. Let's do Christmas Eve dinner. So it was fun. And, you know, lately it's been a prime rib or it's been like a, a, a cedar plank salmon, you know, the really good kind of salmon because we're not really turkey eaters. So it's always been something like that. But man, Christmas morning, it's like egg casserole, which is oh, it's so good. It's this cheesy egg gloriousness is all I got to say. And of course, whatever fresh coffee we've roasted, which, you know, since I've been roasting Panamanians lately. And helps. <laughs> Uh, you know, you just you, shut out their screams exactly. in the far, far corner of, of one of your far corners of your studio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just stop it. You know, you put it earplugs. You can't hear him scream. Well, I mean, Sarah made some white chocolate peppermint cookies that are, oh my gosh. And, and then of course there's like almond orange cranberry bread and, uh, you know, homemade cranberry fruit salad, not that canned stuff, you know? And then of course you get the eggnog and the famous peppermint hot chocolate and the homemade spice cider. And then one of the things I'm a big fan of, which we don't do every year anymore, just because we end up with a lot of leftovers and it's not very good for us. Is that pull apart bread, which some people call mm. monkey bread or whatever. Oh yeah. Dude, monkey bread. Yeah. That stuff is so good. So yeah, all, all the good foods and you know, I've lost 30 pounds this season, so I don't know how the rest I'm of clearly. Yeah. I don't time know to why. gain it back. <laughs> Wait, no, actually I, I, I haven't lost a thing. <laughs> I've been, I've been like, yeah, screw it. I'm waiting until after Christmas, but I've maintained and that's the important thing. This week we're having quite a bit of good food, but nothing traditional. So we're having That's like okay. ham and turkey and uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and green bean casserole and oh, yeah. all that good stuff that yeah. we usually have for Thanksgiving. Nice. And it's it's funny. I've been thinking about it. We When I was younger, like all the way maybe through my 20s, both sides of my family, we had much more of a traditional Christmas get togethers. Like my dad's side, we'd get together on Christmas Eve and my mom's side, we'd get together on Christmas or something like that. And we'd have the same stuff every year. You know, like my mom's side, we would have, my grandma would make chili and a potato soup. And then when my grandparents died, that very nuclear family, that very um, consistent family get together tradition fell apart, frayed apart. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and I wonder if other people have been noticing that it's something I've noticed and it might just be my family or and not just my family, but you know, it might not be a, an endemic thing, but those consistent whole family get togethers 
are those becoming less and less with different families? Everyone still loves each other and everything. It's just that the cousins all have their own families now. And so they all do yeah. their own things with their families and, and yada, yada. But I've been trying to wrap my head around that. Well, I've How noticed it too. I've no, I mean, it happened okay. with my family and I've noticed it a lot with other families. You know, when I was younger, you'd hear about everybody having these big family get togethers. And now that I'm older, I hear about everybody doing their own thing too. So yeah, and this is pre-COVID too. So yeah. it's not COVID. Well, I mean, definitely with COVID, it's been different, but you know, I, for sure. I don't know if it's like a, a wide, like you said, endemic. I don't know that, but I just know that mm-hmm. in general for the people that I've known, it's, it's for whatever reason, it's like people say, well, I have my own tradition, so I want to do it my way. And so I just, and I'm kind of like, hmm. I mean, we used yeah. to have, I mean, it was my grandparents, it was my aunts and it was my uncle at the yeah. time. And, and then the other and uncle, all your cousins. and it was always a lot yeah. of fun. And then one year it just stopped. And I was kind of like, yeah. wow, where'd everybody go? Well, I can speak to that too. I, a couple things on both sides of the family, both on my wife's and my side of the family and my wife's, we lost her dad unexpectedly yeah. right around Christmas time. And that's kind of the glue that holds the family together, the patriarch. And, and yeah. when he left the family, it seems like everybody kind of went their separate ways and we didn't get together mm. as much as we did before. And you, you look back on those times and how much fun you had, because if it was Christmas Eve, everybody was at their house, aunts, uncles, cousins, yeah, everybody was there. With him gone, it's definitely gone by the wayside. And then on our, on my family side, I have family that live from east to west coast, and and things are so expensive and take so much to do anymore. It's really hard to get everybody together. Yeah, that's right. True. Um, COVID has catapulted virtual meetings so much more that we have now monthly meetings with each of my parents. They're divorced now, but we'll have a Zoom meeting with my dad, and then we'll a couple of days later we'll have a Zoom meeting with my mom. Yeah, at least okay. allowing us to see each other and say hi, tell each other what's going on in our lives, have some laughs, enjoy happy hour, whatever. We <laughs> we do that. Yeah, we do that now monthly. Mm, and, that's cool. and so we scheduled one for Christmas Day in the evening for all of us to get on Zoom just to say Merry Christmas to each other. That's good. So yeah, it, that's it's, good. you just try different alternatives to make sure that you're keeping that glue together, even if it's virtually. But, you know, we still go out to my mother-in-law's on Christmas Eve, at least her, her and her sisters and as much family that's available that's in the area or that's home will go out there for at least Christmas Eve. And that's so good. it's still that's a good. get together. Yeah. But it, it definitely changed when we lost the patriarch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and no. you're right. When people start having their own families and they move to different yep. places, it gets hard. And I understand that. But I mean, I'm with you. I miss those old big gatherings. They were yeah. they were always, I mean, you know, half the time it's like after about five days, you start like getting on each other's nerves, but it was always <laughs> worth it. You know, <laughs> it was like, this is great. That quote from, yeah. uh, you know, Christmas vacation is like, well, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's Christmas and we're all miserable. I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> oh, but hey, in some speaking. ways. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas vacation, have you guys seen that Chevy Chase and uh, what was the actress who played his wife in that movie? Yeah. They're, Tip they're reprising tongue. their roles. They're reprising really? their roles in a Mustang commercial. Oh, wow. I've not seen yeah, that. Check it out on the internet. Oh, yeah. I just okay. found I just found out about it a few days ago. So uh, check it out on the internet. Mm. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Well, speaking of uh, Christmas movies, I did get a chance to watch It's a Wonderful Life. And interestingly enough, that's a movie I used to watch pretty regularly when I was younger. And then I, for some reason, stopped watching it for quite some time. I don't know why. Yeah, I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. I mean, it's been at least a decade since I've seen it in many ways. It's, it's kind of sad. You know, he's, he's doubting his life. He's, he's got all these dreams and then he can't achieve them. And you know, I didn't get to go travel around the world. I didn't get to make a million dollars. Why am I even here? What is this life all about? Why are we living in this <laughs> stupid house? You know, 
And so he gets this, I call it an awesome opportunity to see what life around him would have been like if he was never born. Cause he says, you know, I wish I was never born. And so he says, okay. And then they go back to, you know, Bedford falls, which of course becomes Potterville, not spoilers, by the way, I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, it was made yeah, in 1946. Too, so it's too old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing if we were able to get a glimpse into life around us and what people would be like and what life would be like if we had never, you know, been born and touched people's lives and made any difference. And then you have to ask yourself, well, have you made any difference? Would life be worse around you? Would it not even change at all? Maybe it would be better, you know? And it's so interesting because of course, (laughs) in his case, it's a fairy tale. Like, oh my gosh, everybody's life sucks because you're not there. And you know, you've made a big difference, but you start to ask yourself, have I made a difference? You know, have yeah. I touched any lives? That's a really great question, Brian. I, I know I've I've molded things like that over my head before. And you're absolutely correct that with It's a Wonderful Life, especially from maybe a modern perspective, it is about a you know a guy who just is dealing with depression. They're trying to tell their audience, no matter how down you feel, remember that that you probably had a bigger difference in people's lives than you think you did. Is that really the the thrust of the movie? Yeah, actually, I feel like there's two things. I think it's that. And then I think the other thing is, is that he had wanted to make millions of dollars and travel around the world. And all he quote got to do was get married, have kids and live in an old house. And, Which is and just work me is bank. silly, but, but well, I, get I know. It, but yeah. and, and, and so he was kind of thinking like, well, this isn't what I wanted. But what the angel was also showing him is you yeah. have this, like your life is good. You don't need all those other things. Right. And you've made it's, a difference. Yeah, it's, it's kind try- of both. It's like trying to impart to the people watching the movie, to anyone watching the movie that, you know, you may think that you don't have all this stuff, but you probably have more than you realize. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's not even just stuff, but also the people in your life, like you, you, where you're at is potentially actually great. Like, yeah. Hopefully. So, I have thought about stuff like that before. I've never had myself in George Bailey's shoes thinking, you know, I wish I was never born. I'm blessed in that I've never had to had that thought. But I do think it's it's a little funny because, you know, given if if you think deeply enough about it, right? And I love to do that. You know, take yourself out of yourself and look at it as subjectively as you can or objectively as you can, excuse me. And you were given the opportunity that he was given to see how all the people that are in your life might have turned out if you had never been born. Yeah. Of course, not counting your kids and stuff that you know that you had to be born to beget, but your spouse and all your your siblings, your cousins, etc. Mm-hmm. What if their lives, just purely out of chaos, ended up being way, way better? At least, again, <laughs> better is very subjective, but yeah. and and just not because you weren't born, just because the interactions you had with them over the years, yeah. which seemed really inconsequential had a butterfly effect that just happened to put them into a, what seems to be a much better place. What if, you know, cause know. we'll never know so alternate sad. universes aside. We'll never know. Yeah. I have to say, as I, I've gotten older and I, you know, I've got a few years on you guys. I, I turned 50 last year. I've changed a lot in my relationship with my kids before I would say 10 years ago, I was looking at what am I going to do with my career? Where do I want to go? What kind of stature do I have? You know, I was chief information officer at a small hospital and I was starting to make all these really good contacts. And I was going on these seminars and these, these conferences and I was speaking in front of hundreds of people and it was great. There was an adrenaline rush to it and I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the attention. But as time has gone by and I have this new role that I'm in now, I'm starting to really realize what my priorities are and what are most important. And mm-hmm. if I was to say that I was to affect anybody in my life, it was re-examining my priorities and 
what have I done to pass on my legacy to my children and what kind of legacy do I want to pass on? And, and when I see Night Fox and then when I see all my kids and how they treat their children and how they treat their marriages and how important they are to them and the customs and things that they do with their kids that I taught them when they were growing up, that type of thing is what makes me feel like I have done a good job. Mm-hmm. At affecting the people that I really needed to affect, yeah, and being in customer service and you know in IT and and having my own retail computer business and and then also working several different jobs where I'm working from a help desk to even chief information officer, you learn how to politely work with people and and make their issue your issue and and bring them comfort and defuse situations and make them feel good and and when you do that, you really affect them too that you do care and it's those types of things that I've been able to do not just with my career, which is not as much of a priority to me as my family, my kids, my grandkids. What do I want to pass on to them? And, mm-hmm. and that's what's been most important to me. So you get it already. You are an example of what we should all get out of. It's a wonderful life, right? I would say so. I would say I, I had my own specific moments. And I had a come to Jesus meeting with my wife and son before we left my previous job that I was in for 10 years. I was overly stressed. I was depressed. I was not happy with the management and the leadership I had to deal with. I was being micromanaged. It made my job extremely stressful. And I was bringing that home. Yeah. And I didn't want that anymore. And it, and it took us all having a come to Jesus meeting. And I just we finally just said, this has to end. And yeah. it's time for a change. And I am so much different than I was at my previous job. I loved what I did. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I, I liked the leadership part of it. I loved going to conferences. I loved influencing people, making decisions. But to be honest with you, with this job I have now, which I really enjoy too, I'm enjoying the break from it, the stress and the, and the micromanagement. And I'm a different person today than yeah. I was when I left. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been fun to watch, actually, You know how you've been able to kind of bring back that joy in your life. Uh, yeah, it is. And it just reminds me what's most important. I got a great story to tell. My son just returned from the army. He joined the army in February of 2020, right before COVID hit. Once COVID hit, he went through basic training, advanced infantry training. We scheduled several times to go be with him and attend his graduations and try to be there for him and support him. And we had to cancel the plans every time because the base was not allowing visitors, wasn't allowing family members on site. So everything was done Facebook Live. And we hardly got the chance to talk to them through basic training and some through advanced infantry training. We missed those graduations. Very disappointed, very depressing. It was extremely hard for us because he's our youngest. We wanted to be there for him and it it affected him too. We were going to go there and be with him for Thanksgiving because he was going to be by himself. Luckily, he's made some good friends there and one of his friends lives off base, so they got together for Thanksgiving. We had to cancel that trip just because he was turning around in just a few weeks and coming out for Christmas. Well, he arrived this past Saturday. You know, the anxiety and not seeing him since February. Yeah, we FaceTimed and see each other, but that physical, being able to hug him and that embracing um, has been gone for over 10 months. He got in and there's a great video of him arriving, getting his first hug from his mom, his dog seeing him for the first time in 10 months and for, oh, first wow. didn't recognize yeah. him, but, uh, you know, <laughs> not, mask. Uh, uh, and, and he pulled his mask down. I think Brian, you saw the video. Yeah, as, so. soon as, as soon as he pulled his mask down, then uh, Piper's like, Oh, the dog oh, went nuts. Really? That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's great. So I'm a sucker when it comes to watching videos 
of military people coming home. Yeah. Yeah. I ball my brains out just because <laughs> I've, I've got two stepsons and now a son. All three of them have been in the army. Yeah. Right. And awesome. it reminds you every time you watch one of those, what's most important yeah. and it's family mm-hmm. and it's family and friendship and relationships. And when he came home Saturday and he walked up from the train, his first hug was to his mom, got to see the dog. And then I got to give him his big hug. And then he went around and gave hugs to the family members. We all noticed it. There was a pilot, and he, I don't think it was a pilot. I think it might have been a co-pilot. He only had three bars on his, on his jacket. So, yes. Stood there, stood there and waited until everybody was done hugging him, came up, shook his hand, regardless of COVID, and said, thank you for your service, and gave him a folded up envelope. So we were still mingling around a little bit, hugging and welcoming him back. And so was everybody around us. And then all of a sudden, as we were walking to go get his bag, he opened it up and he stopped and he said, take a look at this. Opened it up. There's a $100 bill <laughs> and a note in it that says, God has blessed my family in many ways. As we celebrate the Christmas holiday and the birth of my Savior, Jesus Christ, I wanted to provide a blessing to you also. Merry Christmas. $100 bill and a note. Wow. That's so awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's unleashing so, the superhero right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. And and so my message to everybody that's listening to this, figure out a way to pay it forward. Yeah. Even little things. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that too. Cause like even even in the message of what we were just talking about, what that's a wonderful life, you know, the the thing I was gonna encourage people to do was actually what you just shared, which was a great story. And I but the first thing is is that believe that you do make a difference in other people's lives. I'm sure most of us have probably questioned it at some point in our life, you know. Are we making any difference? Are we are we being useful? But, you know, believe that you actually are. And then here's the other thing and this is do exactly what that co-pilot just did. Tell one at least one person. I mean, if not multiple people, how much they mean to you, how they've positively impacted your life. Pay it forward just like you said there Sith Master. I mean, like do it. Go go forward with that, but I would bet probably all of my money and that's a big bet because <laughs> then I would be broken, poor and living on the street. But I, w- I would bet that most of us have no idea if we've really truly impacted the lives of others because we've never been told. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's a good point because most of us, it's just not socially, it's not a social norm for us to say that to each other unless maybe it's your, with your spouse, you know, yeah. like spouses will say that to each other. But other than that, you're right. I've had numerous people, including my kids, tell me how much of an example my number one, my wife and I have set for them. We hold oh. hands all the time when we, we go out. Hmm. That's we awesome. are very affectionate in public. And when I see my kids doing that with their spouses, I know that that blessed their lives hmm. in the right way to live a proper relationship. That's cool. And I've even had people when when we were at our church together, Brian, and we were we were in choir and there were other couples in there and there were even single people in there. They would always come up to my wife and I and always tell us how cute we are because we were <laughs> we were affectionate. Yeah. We were affectionate in public. Even yeah. it doesn't matter where we go, people have always made that comment that our relationship has set an example for others. That's cool. Interesting. That's great. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you're living it, man. I'm glad you're hearing it. That's the way it should be. And thanks for inspiring us. Happy to do it. My yeah. pleasure. Get out there and, and like I said, tell somebody, be a blessing to them. It would be really nice. All right. Well, man, what great story. This is, see, this is what I love. Like we're, we're doing a Christmas Day episode. Never done it before. You know, the, the NBA teams that get to play on Christmas Day 
some people think that's crazy, but for whatever reason, the NBA teams thinks it's like a huge honor. So here we are with the huge honor of being able to do an episode on Christmas day. Very fun. All right. Well, to kind of wrap up our little Christmas celebration here, we have one more origin captain's origins. Christmas edition. Origins. Yes. Start date 12, 25, 20. 20. (laughs) Uh, So so this week I'm going to talk about Santa coming down the chimney. Has anyone ever wondered where that whole yeah. schlick came from? <laughs> well, as it turns out, Santa isn't the only one who can creep into homes unnoticed via the chimney. <laughs> there, are, right. there, are countless, there are countless European legends that tell of both helpful and malicious supernatural creatures sneaking into homes like through me. chimneys. Yeah. Now, in Scotland and England, uh, legends tell of the brownie. We've all heard of oh. Like little brownie elves, right? No, uh, I've never heard that. Flying term, brownie. I think brownies are like flying elves. I don't know. Anyway, they tell of the brownie, which is a helpful little household spirit that enters and exits homes at night through the chimney. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the Middle Ages, witches were also thought to pass into homes through their chimneys. Interesting. In Greece, goblins called Kalakentzeroi were known to crawl into homes through the chimney and terrorize the families within. <laughs> whereas in 19th century Pennsylvania, so 1800s in Pennsylvania, Pell's nickel or Bell's nickel mm-hmm. slipped down chimneys to reward good children with oranges. Why? Or Ooh. punish naughty ones with a whip. Interesting. <laughs> oh. The oranges, oranges were a big thing back in the day. And uh, I think it's because it was the fruit of the season and because it was, you know, just like people needed food or something. I don't remember the whole or that's another origin to find out why people were given yeah. or- oranges in their stockings because that was a big one. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. So thank you for educating me, Brian. I, I just I don't know the I had no full idea. origin of that, but I do know that that's Still. a historical thing. But I just thought it was interesting that, that yeah. specifically Pennsylvania of all of the that states Bell in that. the 19th century that they had that very specific legend to uh, Pennsylvania. So. With all of these listed that I just told you about, Santa is a pretty benign yeah. legend. <laughs> I mean, oh my mo- gosh. That's interesting. So I wonder why, I guess oh. that was just another way why Santa would just go in. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm not really closing the loop and I don't know if I fully can. I'm not 100% prepared, I guess. But I mean, I'm trying to give you the origin of Santa coming down the chimney. Well, actually, I'm not. What I was doing was I was listing other legends similar to Santa where they come in through the chimney. So where did Santa come from coming down the chimney? Stay tuned uh, for next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought these were such interesting points that I failed to realize. Wait a minute. I didn't tell anybody what, where's why Santa came down the That's chimney. So funny. Well, how about this for next week for our new year's day celebration? You can, you can fill in the gap. I'll wrap you up. Yeah. yeah. I'll, no. I'll come back and I'll tie it up. Yeah. That is really interesting right. though. Actually, because you, you kind of wonder where did that where did that come from and, and where did these I didn't ever heard of these other legends of anyone else coming down the chimney. Yeah. And by the yeah. way, which, you know, of course, went into how many homes these days don't even have chimneys anymore because they have those, you know, gas fireplaces with a little tiny right. spout basically. And that's it. I, so, I have a really funny story about something coming down a chimney. Can I share oh, please. it? Oh, please. Yeah, please. It has to do with Night Fox, too. He okay. came down the chimney. <laughs> No, no, this is, this is really good. So (laughs) my dad has a big house in Michigan and then he has a full on chimney and he doesn't have a, anything protecting it from anything coming down the chimney. And in Michigan on the lake, there's a lot of bats that fly around because they eat all the gnats and mosquitoes that come out at night. So we've got a lot of swarming bats swarming around, picking up insects. Mm -hmm. So we were just downstairs in the basement watching a movie 
movie finished and Nightfox was on his way up the stairs to, I think, get a glass of water or something. He opened the door and this bat flies in, <laughs> came down the chimney and flew right at him. He hit the ground on his on his back <laughs> and got up and ran out and then said, oh, hell no. He ran out, <laughs> closed the door behind him and left everybody else in the movie room with the bat. Oh, that's and he hilarious. was gone. It scared him so bad. He left everybody behind him and he didn't care about his wife, his kids or anybody getting affected <laughs> by like- a bat. Everybody was in there and he left us all behind because so he was funny. afraid of the bat. It was hilarious. To this day, we still talk about that. It's <laughs> one of the one of our best stories of being in Michigan as a family. And was being that last year? <laughs> no, it's been a few years, but okay. uh, it's it was hilarious. So funny. And, I can literally see and hear him saying that. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell so no. funny. Yeah, That's next, totally what he we, we can get him back on the show. You'll have to ask him about that story because oh he'll, he'll probably shake his head and insist. Like, I didn't do that. Yeah. It was yeah. me. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Good times. There are still a few houses that have chimneys around, you know, and it feels like not that many anymore. You'll be driving or walking and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, that's the smell of like an actual uh-huh. wood fire and it smells so good and it's yeah. just beautiful and my parents and I were, were kind of reminiscing a little bit because, you know, we had one growing up and we we're just talking about like what a mess it was, you know, and cleaning everything up and cleaning up the ash and if you didn't get your chimney swept, you know, you could have like crazy fires, you know, and in the mm-hmm. chimney, oh my gosh, it was just out of control mm-hmm. and what a mess, you know, and you think about how easy a gas fireplace is these days but you just kind of go dang man that old smell and that old crackle and i'm sure some people have probably never even experienced a real fireplace you're right some especially people in cities people growing up in in you know inner city environments and whatnot a lot of them have not yeah well i grew up inner city not well it wasn't inner city we grew up in phoenix (laughs) the the city of (laughs) phoenix but it wasn't the inner city but we had a fireplace true they just don't make them anymore, though. I mean, I don't even know how many really. I mean, I guess yeah. some of the upper end homes, but I think most of your standard middle class homes nowadays don't come with regular fireplaces. You're right. It's not as common. That's for sure. Yeah, that's too bad. It is too bad. Today being Christmas Day, next week being 2021 already. I promised you that I would bring two New Year's songs. So first of all, classic. Got to go way back. Ella Fitzgerald. She did a great version of What Are You Doing New Year's Eve? You might have heard mm-hmm. that song. Great song. I love Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, and it's, I'll have to check that she's out. She's fantastic in it. And, oh, what a great voice. And then this group that I had never heard of before. Well, I take that back. I think I've seen their name, but I don't think I've heard their music. It's Denmark plus winter. And it's a little like plus sign. You might know who they are, but they did a really cool, almost like ethereal version of Auld Lang Syne. Check those two out. I'll put them in the TRBS 2020 mix. Those will be the two last songs for the TRBS 2020 mix. And then that will be sealed up and we'll start the 2021 mix next week. Man, what a what a really good conversation. Very special, very positive, very inspiring, uplifting. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Sith Master J, thank you so much for joining us this week. Oh, thanks for having me. I had a good time. Yeah, well, I hope you come back. I can't believe we haven't had you on before now. Kind of crazy. 15 years. (laughs) I hope you come on far more often than, you know, once every 16 years. So I will try. Yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. So so we are going to do an episode next week for New Year's Day. It's going to be a a good time, too. We, We will get that that origin that we promised from you to tell you why Santa comes down the chimney. It'll be fun. I actually got Cyberpunk 2077, and so I am very excited to talk about that next week. We were going to talk about the season finale to Mandalorian this week. We decided to push that to next week so that it gives you a little bit more time to watch it just in case you haven't. We do not want to spoil it for you, but we are going to get full spoilery next week. 
So come join us. We've got a lot to talk about with that season finale. So exciting. So much fun. Oh, oh, I know what we get to review next week. Are you ready for this one, Captain? Drum roll. We are going to review Wonder Woman 84 next week. Oh, yes. Yes, I might have to come on for that one. I forgot that it came out today. So it's like, oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, people. Wonder Woman is out. Go watch it. We're going to review it next week. We are because wife and I are watching it this weekend and uh, can't wait. Nice. Now, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Uh, where, where are we watching it again? HBO. Who's airing it? It's on uh, HBO. Yeah, it's HBO on Max. HBO Max. That's yep. right. I have yep. HBO Max now. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. Booyah. HBO yeah. Max. That's where it's at. <laughs> but again, Sith Master, thanks for joining us. Captain, you bet. as always, good to be here. And uh, cool. why don't you leave us with one last beautiful moment for this year? Deep thoughts with Captain Influence. One time I saw Santa bend over and he showed a plumber's crack. That was weird because I thought that he had elves to do his plumbing. You know what the music means. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this episode was positive and special and fun for you. I know 2020 has been a tough year for all of us, so we are going to kick 2021 off the right way next year. Come join us. Let's celebrate. As they say on Tatooine, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Enjoy your week. Real Brian Show signing off. Merry Christmas. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.